One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Hello, everyone. It is Red Men Radio, the Liverpool podcast number. Chris Pager? 35. 33. Uh oh. Uh oh. Wait, why? I've, I trusted John Vandenberg, who said, I believe this is episode 34. Well, Denny McCarthy sent us an email this week because we've been asking you and you know will someone obliged and if only one person had obliged we'd be this would I guess it wouldn't be a problem because we trust it he says that show you working out well he has genuinely what? sent us a, a a an excel file with all the podcasts on which is how he did his working out I, I, it was, we were up to number 32 as of last as of last week according to Dennis or Denny. I, I joke, I know, and I've been through that working out, and it is spectacular. <laughs> he sent spreadsheets, he's put filters on it so that it just pulls up the word podcast and all that type of stuff. It's incredible. John Vandenberg probably just counted, and he says 34. I am going to lean to Dennis. Yeah. He said, you asked in the last podcast what number it was. I spent the last 20 minutes of my life checking this out. Why? I don't really know. I think I'm still trying to justify my six years in college studying IT. Well, in my opinion, six years. In college? Six years. In Col- college. College is different. Over in, I guess that's in the States. It's different to what we call college. Ah, college right. is where you go if you can't get in to do your A-levels. Yeah, that's um, right. You can't get into or art school. you go to college. Yeah, yeah, basically. Um, if you don't want to wear a uniform... You go to you go to college, I yeah. Anyway, six years. Wow. Um, Should we just split it? Justified and go thirty four. No. <laughs> <Watch it. laughs> yeah. Um, so we'll go with we'll go with thirty three on the superior amount of 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 defined work. Well, Jono's John Jono's was I believe this is episode thirty four. So he believes doesn't mean it is. Yeah. I believe in a lot of things. Jono, thank you very much for subscribing to the redmentv.com. Um, <laughs> but you didn't show your workings. And as such, you may have got to the right answer. Hey, listen. But because you didn't show your workings, we're marking it incorrect. Well, listen, this is why Den- Dennis has, has done six years, an extra six years in school. Uh, so he understands that making sure you Maybe show your workings. Maybe that's an issue, though. Important. I mean, if he, if he went to college in England for six years. Yeah, exactly. So he's been doing a BTEC for the last six years. <laughs> in which case, we should probably disregard that. Wow. If anyone wants to corroborate, <laughs> uh, I'm sure means, we can drag this out yeah, for a few weeks. Sure, well. definitely. I'll go with 33 for the moment. It's irrelevant. We've not put it in the title, but when we, <laughs> when we get absolute confirmation, we'll definitely go with that. Kickoff question uh, comes from Seamus Keats. Silk on a stick. I like that. That's his name. What? Seamus Keats is. It's a silk on a stick type of a name. Isn't you think it? so? Yeah, I like it. That's good. It's very. It's very poetic, isn't it? Well. 
Keats tends to be poetical. You make a Frankenstein footballer out of different parts of LFC players, e.g. Moe's legs, Bobby's teeth. How does your player turn out? I mean, the simple answer to that is just spectacularly. Yeah. But I'm for the sake of drawing it out yeah, to get a real... And we uh, did. And we, and, we, and we have literally have drawn it out. For, the, for those of you watching the video version of this on the redmentv.com, you will see. In fact, you know what? Detailed anatomical drawings that we've gone for. Just got a penis. Mine doesn't have a penis. Mine's got a penis. Wow! Can I just wait? Okay. There's a possibility that I don't know where you've gone with this. Is what I'm what I'm driving at here, Chris. Let's get to that. Let's cross that bridge when we get there. You've drawn. Have you got an ass on yours? Yeah. Right. Okay. So I've got. I would. Okay. That's fine. <laughs> um, we've both gone for Sturridge's left peg. Yes. But who've we gone for for right? I haven't. No, I know. But why? I should have. Why? Well, I'm going for Trent. I like his right foot. Well, that's just stupid. I'm going for Phil Coutinho then if we're going for... Oh, have you used him? Doesn't I didn't really work like what that. Have you used his, what, have you stuck his foot on his head or I've something? I've gone for his footballing brain. I've also done that, but we'll get... We'll, okay, let's, let's you know get what? To, I will, Coutinho's you know got what? the Coutinho's, most talented right foot. Coutinho's the right answer. Legs? Mo. He was correct with Mo Salah straight off the bat. bat. And Alberto. I just like the idea of how they'd run. I think it'd be funny. In a circle. <laughs> I haven't really. I'm just joking. I have just gone for Mo. For Mo Salah's legs. Okay, sad. So uh, you've gone for, well, I guess the neck, depending on how big the penis is, if you got, it, it could be the, the next Joel, highest part. Joel Matip. Because he's like six, I think he's the biggest player in the squad, isn't he? Okay. Six, five, say. Yeah. Okay, sad. I, I imagine it to be long and thin if I was to imagine it. Like, you know, I think that would be, like, you know, yeah. You go imagining that. Well, I am I'm now, unfortunately, now that, I've, now that I've put that into everyone's head, I very much imagine it to be like... Apologies to everybody as, listening. To the same way to his limbs. Um, Wiry. I went for hips. Okay. Ooh, who's the dancer? No, I went for Genie. Okay. Because I figured, like... His, his, his centre of gravity and his overall strength would come from would would, would be would he be hip based? Um, I like. That. I would have gone with in, in, in years ago. You've gone with arse, yeah, because you've just tried to get as many funny named body parts in there as possible. Pretty much, yeah. What, what who's Gooch have you gone for? <laughs> no one. Never mind. Um, arse, who have you gone for? Milner, James Milner's arse. Yeah. Why? Robust. He's got a robust arse. <laughs> Of course, yes. He can take a hammer and sure. Should it need to? Wow. Um, torso slash chest. I never went for that. I went for lungs. Okay. Adam Lallana. Adam Lallana. Run all day, thing. baby. Okay, Adam Lallana. I've gone for Emery Chan's chest. It's a good chest. Barrel chest. It's a good chest. I think you know he's got of all, of all of our players. I think the upper body. It's a shield like chest. Yeah, I, I think, think that's so. good because you know it shields the innards. Of Adam Lallana's lungs, yes. Yeah, Did you bother with arms? No, no, because of course. <laughs> no. Well, I like the idea of him running around with no I arms. Don't think now. Be, I don't think they would be Matip's arms because similar <laughs> to the other body parts, I just think they're a bit too longer long than and, the legs. Yeah, exactly. You'd look a little bit like a little bit like a, an overused stretch Armstrong um, or hands. Hang on, who's got the best sleeve tattoo? 
I genuinely think all sleeve tattoos look the same. So I've got no idea of this. If you're watching and you're into that stuff, um, who has got the best sleeve tattoo? I'm sure Moreno must be up there. I just, from, for me, sleeve tattoos are a very expensive way to make your arms look dirty all the time. It's a good point well presented, Paul, and not one that I'm going to argue against. No. Um, but, but I'm going to pick Mo Salah's arms for the simple fact that they used to work in tandem with his legs for balance. Yeah, sure. I like that, you know, again, yeah, completely, completely. I just, <laughs> that was very much for television, not for radio, but there you go. <laughs> Um, did you book you with neck? I it didn't. It can't be James Milner's because he's got none. Yeah, I didn't. So I'm just, I'm just. My place now got no neck. I've just got wow, well, like okay. James, no neck. No, um, I don't know about neck. I've never really focused in on who's got the best neck, if I'm honest. But not, not a neck man. No, not really, not really a man's man. <laughs> anyway, shape or form, a woman's man. Not really that no, either. No, no, Not no. really a man, Paul. If I'm perfectly honest, um, um, I'll, you know I'm gonna. I'll just throw it in there for like a. a Clock's got a good neck. neck. It's quite it's upright, isn't it? You know, yeah, sure. Straight. Let's have Jürgen's neck. Go ahead, uh, because it's, no it's what, what you need in no a neck. Pa- yeah, mus- muscles, power. I don't think Dejan Lovren's got that. Yeah, okay. I'm not sure he's got full control over it, but that's another story <laughs> for another matter. I, I completely agree with the shout from Seamus Keats that it has to be Bobby's teeth. Yeah. Only because I can't think of anyone else's teeth that particularly stand out and in the world. I mean, there's that episode of Friends with Ross. Yeah, absolutely. Um, but, um, I, I'm, I, I think I got to the crux of this, so I don't know whether you were in it. I think you were. I think Bobby uses his teeth during football games. To like dazzle the opponents. And then make them. Right. Okay. I think it's so, literally, it's a smile, flash, he's gone. Just like that pen. <laughs> there you go. Um, yeah, no, I, yeah, I, I, I totally agree with that. Um, Emery's hair. I did. Gosh, shit! Why did I forget hair? Uh, no. Oh, yeah. Go ahead. Emily can have the hair. There you go. I don't know. I've just that looks like a penis. I've just drawn on his head. That's fine. But I get the gist. Um, yeah, Emery's hair is fine. Did you go with the, whose head? I didn't. I'm kind of just going like. Blank features, now, just teeth. Just, Why not? just teeth, all yeah, teeth and I hair. I kind of just went with. You just got a brain in a jar with some, I, with some teeth. I, 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 wa- on the I want to say I just focused on the parts that affect the football, but I don't think I've done that either. Yeah, <laughs> so, yeah. <laughs> yeah, so, yeah. Can Pe- I just say I forgot the head? Is that, is that okay? Yeah, exactly. That's fine. That's fine. An admission, an admission of fault is no fault. Is no problem whatsoever in this instance because the minute, yeah, you've basically got a, a, a loose brain floating around <laughs> trying to head footies. And listen, Alan Shearer be having a field day with that, by the way, um, and rightly so. The I've gone for Carius's head because I think he's just he's a stunning man, um, but I would put. As we mentioned, there, I would put Phil Coutinho's brain in there without a shadow of a doubt. And yeah, other than that, I don't think I'm not sure we need any more any more features. Because I, I went for forehead, just for the you do head the ball, you actually do. Okay, shout. And I just went with not Matip. <laughs> <laughs> any, just any, any forehead apart from Joe Matip. That's the one qualification. Absolutely, whatever fine. you can pull together out of what's left. Just what's it? What you see that pile of body parts there? Yeah. Use one of them, yeah. just not Joel. Take some scraps and then, yeah. I mean, I'm sure. I'm not sure. Yeah. I mean, probably better. Right, here's the thing. We've left the the Joel Matip penisless. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So I'm probably best to do something that just ends it for him. So maybe as a mercy thing, he's not going to be great at heading, but as a mercy killing for Joel Matip. <laughs> 
who's got to live the rest of a life without his spaghetti strand <laughs> <laughs> member. Peni? Uh, yeah. Um, I don't know. I'm sure, listen, I'm sure, I'm sure, I'm sure his missus Question, how does your player turn out? I think you were right. Splendid. Splendid. Spectacular. Splendid. You know, again, I've, I've you know, I'm in, in utilising the, 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 the head and face of Carius and the hair of Emery, and I don't think we even needed, I think Carius' no, hair is, is perfectly right. fine. I think we've got something that's not only talented on the pitch, but also is a, is very marketable off it, provided the covered and you don't get to see all the joints. And as I think it was face off, hate to see you go. Love to watch you walk away. Oh, I've butchered that line, and now I've butchered that line. Can you please tell the viewers that line and the listeners? I hate to see you go, but I love to watch you leave. That's the one. Yeah, absolutely. Because James of, Milner makes because it of that. his robust behind. You know why not? Um, okay, topic wise. <laughs> wow, I often wonder about when people come to these podcasts and think, "Oh yeah, Liverpool podcast." I'll get into that. Um, and you know, Give up if you've lasted this long, then good on you. Uh, some football chat coming your way. And uh, it, it pertains to Daniel Sturridge's future. So we've seen. Um, the news story broke and I think it was uh, someone Anderson was it Dave Maddock no no it was Anderson whoever his name whatever his first name is Mira Anderson on Twitter um, who's been really badly wrong on a few things lately but he, he's going to keep trying um, <laughs> claims that Daniel Sturridge to win it. wants to leave in January uh, to, to, to save his World Cup or whatever and we had a ton of questions we ask you for questions on this podcast every single week you shape the content as it were um, but I've got a few I'll read them out and then we'll kind of piece together a, a, a good a good, you know, set of chat around this, Chris. Uh, Rizab Singh at Oh Your Beauty on Twitter says, if Southampton asked for storage in an exchange deal for Van Dijk in January, would you take it? Pavel Blazovic, uh, wow, what a boss surname, uh, at Hyped says, uh, where would you go if you were Sturge and which club is the right choice for him? And Kevin Murphy on the Facebook page says, with news of Sturge supposedly wants to leave for more game time, will that force our hand to bring in a ready-made striker or allow Klopp to promote the likes of Brewster from within, knowing that his style play of play lends to Firmino's and Lallana's? Um, first off, what your opinion? Chris on the Daniel Sturridge thing um, let's just go for the sake of argument let's say it is true and let's yep. say he has indicated to Liverpool that he wants to leave in January what are your feelings on that you know what over the over the years Sturridge has had some bad press uh, throughout his career really for not being like a team player or anything like that but I've got to admit I, you know I've met Sturridge a couple of times and spoken to him and you can see the way that even just through videos that the club put out the way that the squad think of him the players and the coaching staff think of him I think he's been a really loyal servant to Liverpool through yeah. a really tough time in his career yeah. you know 13-14 he gets 25 goals in all competitions we and we all say it, everybody knows it, he's not the player that he was, he's not got that explosiveness, that turn of pace that he used to have and stuff, but he's still got a wand of a left foot, he still knows how to create space. Unfortunately, right now, for me, he doesn't fit in with Klopp's philosophy for a centre-forwards, and that's not his own fault, I think he can go and still have a good career elsewhere, and, you know, I, I think Jürgen Klopp spoken in the press conference pre-severe, Mm-hmm. about the the need to focus on his, his job in hand. Yeah. You know, whatever come, he's, he's not pertaining to any ideas of him moving away or anything like that anyway in January. What he's saying is there's games between now and January and, and he will be used. Like, you know, it was only a couple of weeks ago he scored two and two and he's not seen the pitch, I don't think, since. He's yeah. had four starts this season, Daniel yeah. Sturridge, for us. Uh, and it's a World Cup year. He's 28 years old, so he'll be 32 the next time the World Cup comes around. And given how his career's progressed, exactly. With the chance he might not even yeah, be playing he, probably, by then, he, he might not be. And, you know, 
I, I do question whether he'd be able to do it week in and week out at the top level in the Premier League, certainly uh, for any club. Uh, I think he's been managed really well this season, but I think he's never going to. Sorry, he's never going to be more than just a squad rotation player at Liverpool. And if he's not willing to accept that, I kind of understand why he wants to go. If I'm perfectly honest, because he thinks he can be more than that. Now, the injury record would suggest to me that he, he might not be able to, but I'm not going to bet against him. Yeah, I think what's interesting about the, the, the fitness thing is he's not been injured this season. I mean, he got injured in pre-season, didn't he? He got injured scoring that worldy uh, against Bayern. Um, but he's been there every week. Now, of course, there's a world of difference between playing 90 minutes of football and sitting 12 on the bench. At the end. Exa- exactly, if that as well, a lot of the time. Um, so there's that you can see that, you know, whether it's in being managed and, uh, uh, better and what have you, which I think I think you're right, I think it is. It is... I don't... You don't... The sto- the narrative for me has changed on Daniel Sturridge a little bit of late, and I don't think it is as much... I think we all still fall in that. Well, he's dead injury prone. But I think over the last... What this season and last season, I think he's been as he's probably been as available as he's been in. I don't think years. it matters yeah. the injury stuff anymore. I think he's still very much a squad player for Liverpool, yeah. and I don't think he can ever be more than that because yeah. he's just not got that work rate in his game that Firmino has. Com- now he's got completely. great movement and yeah. all that type of stuff. But even if he, if even if you said to me he's going to be fit for the next two seasons, he still doesn't break into the side. Yeah, uh, no, and that's that, the difficult that's, thing. Yeah. And he can come in and score goals, and he's still not going to break into the side. I completely agree with that. It's interesting. I actually just done a video on on, um, on my YouTube channel about this, which will be going up later today, and you literally almost word for word my exact my exact thoughts on it too but what just in a just looking at Daniel Sturridge taking the Liverpool thing out of it is that I I think he's in a good position now in terms of again in terms of his personal fitness that I wouldn't think I mean if you two two summers ago or three summers ago I'd have been going who the hell's taking a gamble on Daniel Sturridge because there's no proof there that you're going to get more than a couple of games before he's out for five or ten, and then and blah blah blah. He, as I say, he's he's not gonna he's not gonna get that opportunity at Liverpool to prove his fitness, and that's the that's the thing for him, isn't it? He's had that jumping off point now where there's a transfer window looming. He's he's in the matchday squad every single week. He's banging on the door to get in. He's never. He's, you're right. I don't think he's ever going to get in on a regular basis. He could score a hat trick, and he's, he's, he's going to come up the next week because Roberto Firmino is the guy that yeah. makes us that makes us tick. So I can understand where Sturridge is probably thinking. Well, listen, I'm fit. I'm fit to play. I've not got that to... long. I've not been fit for how many years? Yeah. I want to. I want to get games. I don't begrudge him that. No. And if he wants to move, I listen. I'd be. I'd imagine that Jurgen Klopp would be looking at him going, "We're not getting the caliber of striker." Of Daniel Sturridge in the January transfer market for cheap. Yeah. So at bare minimum, we either get really, really good money for him or he moves at the end of the year. Well, and I, I imagine Klopp will do similar to what he did with Lucas Lever in that regard and yeah. like, give us that extra six months. Or, yeah. Well, in this case, it was a year, wasn't it? Let's but, let's put a little pin in what how uh, into that into that side of things for a minute and let's focus on on the Daniel Sturridge and in terms of where we think he could go. Yeah, I think. Southampton obviously is mentioned in one of the questions, I believe. Is it? Southampton's mentioned as a potential swap for Van Dyke. Yeah. So I, I don't know if there's any truth in this at the moment, as as in journalists reporting it. If I'm honest, uh, I've not seen anything. I'm not saying it's not, but I do know that their previous manager, Claude Puel, mm-hmm. last season there was a lot. If you remember back, 
December and November, there was transfer rumours about a £25 million move for Daniel Sturridge from Southampton back then. Now, I'd imagine most of the coaching staff is exactly the same and having that extra, what, 10 months, 11 months, 12 months and seeing that Daniel Sturridge is fit, I can see that their coaching staff would probably still think Daniel Sturridge is a good fit. They've not got a striker, which obviously makes a massive difference. They need to score goals. They need to probably start upping their performance levels yeah. as well under Pellegrino and stuff. So uh, I can see Southampton. West Ham would be a graveyard for them yeah. and they're the one that seem to get back. Well, they're, the, more they're, than they're else. the most obvious, the most obvious straight off the bat pick because because of luck who's already there. It's the it is exactly what you're saying. It's where it's the new club of where you go when your legs have gone a bit and you've got a big profile and you want you want a big wage and you want to go and you, you can be sold on it because hey West Ham luck and stadium London. money, London, etc. etc. Um Graveyard. Horrendous fit for Daniel Sturridge as well. David Moyes has would have David Moyes would, could not work with Daniel Sturridge. He couldn't get he wants to play one up top. And he wants Hold to have the somebody ball up, maybe exactly. You know, he Daniel Sturridge would only be an impact player at West Ham. Look, I mean, be interested to see. Funny enough, I was chatting to uh, Barry from Toffee TV. We had a, like a mad one of those random th- chats that happen in the office where you occasionally just find ten minutes to sit down in, in between things. And he was talking about West Ham and what have you, and saying how like he, he can't see Hernandez being any good under Moyes because again, he. Doesn't he plays one up top? Where does where does Chicharito fit into that kind of thing? They've kind of got the Daniel Sturridge almost, haven't they? They've got their pure finisher already. So I guess West Ham's off the table. Although, how do you feel about Everton, Paul? I <laughs> Evertonians would um, would struggle. I think with the Daniel Sturridge just as much. I think I don't know. I, the more I think about it, the more I think. They desperately need he because I actually it's mad that you you bring them up because in the conversation I brought up the season where we left ourselves really short up front and it's so similar to what Everton yeah. have done except that we had Luis Suarez uh, which made a massive difference um, and that we knew we needed to solve that problem and you know like basically January first boom let's get the deal done so it was in very early in that in that window and it's mad that a few years down the line he could be do a similar bit of problem solving for Everton as well doesn't have to move house it's not it's probably the biggest club that's gonna in England anyway that's gonna come in for him if they were to would you sell to them because he does strengthen them he does strengthen them um, and they are still a rival. They, yeah, well, they are a rival. No, they are a rival. That's like we laugh. I'm playing, we, I'm of playing, course, I'm of course. Playing. But yeah, they're a rival. And look, we've still got to. We'll still have to play them once as well. You know, um, in the new year. Here's the thing. And listen, you know, would you? Would I what? Sell them to Evan? No, sentence them. They're a rival. You know, I was joking around me. Um, I think he'd play well with their numerous myriad, plethora, whatever word you want to use, of number 10s. Mm. Because he needs people to feed him the ball. It's just whether he's got the pace to run off those guys. And yeah. I, I'm not sure whether he has, to be perfectly honest. I think he needs a partner up top. And I don't think that partner's Wayne Rooney, I, perfectly I honest I completely with agree with that. I remember watching the, whatever, whatever the, the tournament's all Melbourne to one, I forget. But it was one of the Hodgson tournaments, so it could be either. So that's not that's not helped me. Um, way, playing with Wayne Rooney and that, and Wayne Rooney wanting to be wanting to have the ball passed back to him at all times so that he can have the shot from outside the area effectively, which doesn't suit Daniel Sturridge's game. Now, if you can make Wayne Rooney turn provider, you know, as a genuine 10, then, you know, you know, 
there's worse there's worse things it's like but it feels like another one of those situations where another West Ham type thing where you're just buying guys because they're available there's no not a fit. Co- yeah there's no coherent plan to say this is this is going to be what we need Everton need a target man they need someone to hold the hold the ball up and, and bring everyone else into play effectively and they you know Daniel Sturridge as we know Defo isn't that the one that'd be quite interesting um I could see an inch. I could see maybe Newcastle. He's another Newcastle style side in that he's dead good at footy and he's a little bit injury prone, which is perfect for, for perfect yeah. for Newcastle. Again, could Rafa get something out of him? Rafa did sell him from Chelsea after all. There's talk of them. Repla- that was when he had pace. Well, yeah. There's talk of them replacing Mitrovic wants to move on. Them getting if they get some like another target man. Like say they go back for Andy Carroll, for mm. example, and they pair Andy Carroll and Daniel Sturridge up front. That could work. You could if get, you get them on the pitch. Exactly. You know, yeah, exactly. But uh, I mean, that's what you do. I tell you what, you wouldn't want to play Newcastle last six games of the season before an international oh, tournament, though, would you? Deadly. Um, wow. Just check check fixtures right now. Yeah. Um, but yeah, the that's a, uh, 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 yeah. I don't care. Everybody knows. Um, by all means, check for us if you're listening. Um, and tweet us. I'm not sure. Yeah, I don't know who else. I don't really think England's the right place for them. No, honest, I, I I mean, there was talk that... Scotland. He'd kill it in Scotland. Wow. Okay. <laughs> Celtic? I think... I, I'm not sure he's going... No, well, he's not going anywhere else in Scotland. <laughs> he's not going to fucking Rangers. <laughs> I'm sorry, but, like, no. There, are, there is one club in Scotland. I apologise. Rodgers does like him. And then, there you go. There's your journalism for the week. The, the crappy journalism. Well, there's talk that, um, again, Bas Brussels me, that Dembele's being linked with a move away. You know, he's had a good couple of years at Celtic as well. Take a swap deal for for, for yeah. Michelin, no money yeah. involved, just the two of them. Just a straight swap, yeah. Um, no, I, that's one of them because we. Uh, I think you threw that up as a suggestion for a Danny Ings loan earlier on in the season, and I totally agreed in that regard because you get to go, be the best player in that league by an absolute mile, score a ton of goals, and uh, you know, look, Gareth Southgate wants to pick Daniel Sturridge. Yeah. Let's be honest, and that will just make his life easier. Just being able to see that. I don't really get that. Now, I, is I do get Gareth Southgate wanting to play players who are playing regularly for the clubs, but in a situation like Sturridge's, he is playing regularly. Now it's only minutes here and there, but when you come into tournament football and maybe you want to change a game with twenty minutes to go, I think there's an advantage to having a guy there who's used to coming on with twenty minutes to go and trying to affect the game of football. Depends. I, it's whether Daniel Sturridge believes that he's he can play himself into the starting eleven for England, yeah. and if he does, with the greatest respect to Daniel Sturridge, I think that's possibly slight delusion. If well, I'm honest, like, I don't. Know? I don't think. I'm, yeah, I agree with what you're saying, right? But equally. He's got a chance at going to a major tournament and having an impact, mm. and he might not like it. But surely that's better than nothing. Now the problem is Gareth Southgate genuinely doesn't want people who aren't playing ninety minutes week in week out. But come the summer, you never know what's going to be happening. Uh, it might be advantageous to England to have someone who's pl- clocked up thirty appearances, thirty-five appearances, who's actually really fresh for a tournament, yeah. who's very, very good at the football. Yeah, no, it's shocking. <laughs> what a shocking notion, Chris. As opposed to taking some kid who's got loads of potential but hasn't kicked the ball in anger all season. Yeah, no, I think it's a decent shot. I mean, you're right because I think that is the thing. 
you can have lofty ambitions as a manager and, and, and all power to Gareth Southgate. And I hope he does pick a hungry England squad and not like a one that you know that's resting on its laurels and what have you. But look, are you going to take Dominic Calvert Lewin? Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what big wireless does. They charge you a lot. We charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Because he's played 40 games and scored six goals, are you going to take Daniel Sturridge? He's played I think a, the, the, a, other, the other thing, the I, think, I remember seeing an Andrew Beasley tweet, I, I've been keeping my eye on them, I, I love his tweets anyway, um, but the goals and assists per 90, he's the third best player in our squad. Most, uh, m- sorry, it was most Salah. It's now Coutinho, I think, on 80 minutes with a goal or an assist. most Salah, 84. Sturridge is the only player under 90 on that other player, and it's 86 or wow. something like that. I may have got the figures slightly wrong, but they are the only ones under, under 90. That's incredible and well, shows that he can have an impact. Well, this is my problem with it, Chris, is that you kind of and it was what you were touching on before in terms of like the, the replacement for him. This is where Liverpool, this is the big problem for me because. He's he's good. He's dead good. He's like he he's up there with the best second choice, you know, backup strikers that the league's got. I mean, look, let's look at what other teams have got. Now there are plenty of examples. Like Man United have now got Zlatan Ibrahimovic, which is which is great. You know, he, he tries to score stupid bicycle kicks when he could just bring it down and score goals because he wants to show off because he's a tit. Um, In fairness, he did actually, actually score, score that back bicycle <laughs> kick. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, he, you know, so Man United, Man United, good, fine. You know, I'm not saying we have to have the best. You know, again, Gabriel Jesus and Aguero is probably the best when you think about it because take you can rotate them in and out and it doesn't affect how you do it. Chelsea have got Batshuayi and he's been okay, but you wouldn't say he was setting the setting the league alight. Spurs have got Fernando Llorente and then other than that, they're playing they're playing Son up. He's done a great job when he's playing up there, but still he's. He's playing him out of playing him out of position to do that. Past that, I'm 
definitely forgetting some teams because I do all the Arsenal, Giroud and Lacazette sound yeah yeah when they've only had different three on I mean if you include Ezra in that for a few games this season but they are I think they've played like four games together five goals and three assists between the three of them or something yeah. like that I mean it's but pretty you know, incredible in Firmino and Sturridge that, that, that's class for us you take Daniel Sturridge out of that and it's Firmino and Solanke. Yeah, and there's the Firmino difficulty. And, 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 you know, apologies for anyone listening to this after the Sevilla game. Uh, it actually doesn't make any difference. I don't know why I mentioned that. Um, <laughs> but... Um, Only if we lost, in which case apologies well, no, for no, that. No, no. Yeah, yeah, apologies for that, thanks. Um, Danny Ings being put in the squad makes, a, makes me question whether there's truth in these storage things or not, because... We've not seen hide nor hair of him for a long time now, really, as as far as the first team squad goes. But the fact that he's travelled to Sevilla, he's yeah. in the match day squad. I wonder whether now we're going to see more Danny Ings in the run up to January, in case in case Sturridge does want to force a move through, yeah. and we've got to have someone else there, fresh and well, ready to go, other than just Dom Solanke. Well, it's interesting because look, it, that, that's the thing. Danny Ings is ready. You know, I was speaking yeah. to the the other twenty threes manager, and listen, a couple of weeks ago, you were saying like he's 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 fit, he's there, but he just needed a bit of luck in front of goal, and once that once that got going again, he, he's ready for the first team squad again. He scored like four or something the other week. He's he's back, so so is, is Critchley hiding the goal scorers and the results from Klopp at this point? Maybe, yeah. <laughs> uh, very keen always to say no, but yeah, definitely. But he's his thing. I think we forget because he's been that long that he is. He's a first team hmm. member. He's a member of the first team squad, isn't he? That Ings was always going to come back into the fold when he was fit and ready. So that you know, a conspiracy theory. Uh, definitely, what you've said there will throw the 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 cat amongst the pigeons. Definitely, of course. Like, but uh, I guess equally, there's just a much chance that Ings would have been in there. And you're just saying Sturridge, Solanke, uh, and Ings. There's two places on the bench, lads. Who's putting the shift in the best in in training this weekend? And listen. The other, the other thing that I, I, I'm not ruling out is that we can see Mane and Salah play more centrally. Now, I know right now that seems like absolutely crazy and yeah. stuff, but these are just from the fact that how often they change positions and fluidity that front three have, they're very, very tactically astute players. Yeah. And I think if they were asked in a mad injury crisis to do it, I think they'd be fearsome as well. Because you've still got Phil Coutinho, Alex Oxlade-Chamberlain, all those players, Adam Lallana to play behind. I still think the teams would struggle to uh, struggle to deal with us. And that may actually be a safer option than throwing Dom Solanke in. Although, hey, and, you know, and, don't, and don't forget as well, if we're... If we, if we, We'll see as the season progresses, of course. But if we're switching to a four-two-two-two, exactly, or the you know the four-two-four, and all the variations in between, more two up top, you know, maybe all of a sudden the, the situation is that we can get more out of these more out of these guys, and we might see them. But the, 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 getting back to the question, the problem we've got, or, or and ultimately the problem with with the Daniel Sturridge thing is, it's a it's a big leap of faith to leave us without. Daniel Sturridge, because at the minute, you know, as you say, Danny Ings hasn't played a single minute of first-team football. Dom Solanke has been very limited. He's started, what, one game for us this season? That was in the League Cup. He's had, he's probably had, oh God, I, I, I'm, I'm speculating, but he's probably played about an hour's worth of football for us or something this season. Daniel Sturridge has had 12 appearances so far. Is it four starts? Yeah, well, you you, you said that earlier. I'll go, I'll, I'll, I'll go with you on that. But either way, 12 appearances in, in total. There's not loads of footy... Around, but there's Daniel Sturridge is the best of what we've got there to replicate 
that you're either talking, you know, to buy someone who's got Daniel Sturridge's eye for God. Buying a backup centre forward is what I'm driving at. is a very difficult thing to do. Does anyone do it well? Buying a freaking centre forward who scores goals hard enough. Yeah. Trying to find a backup's mental. Yeah, exactly. And that's where Liverpool, uh, that's what we're facing with if we were to let him go in January. I'm not, I'm not totally cool with that. No. Yeah, I agree with that because, yeah, don't make yourself worse. Mm, yeah, completely. Um, I've got a question. Yeah. Uh, came up on my Start 11 Predictions show. Uh, just a quick one from, from you, Paul. Uh, would you rather have 13, 14, Suarez, Sterling and Sturridge or 17, 18s, Mane, Firmino, Mane? 13, 14, just because of Suarez. Um, he's the best player I've ever seen play football. And if I could have him for one more season or whatever, I'd, it would always be Suarez. Now... I think there's more goals. No, actually, no. There's probably about the same amount of goals, isn't there? It depends. If, if Firmino starts sticking away a few chances, so by the end of the season, I might have a different view on this because if, if Firmino gets 15, at least 15 goals I this season... I think we worked it out in all competitions. I think it was 65 between 30 and 14. Really? Okay. I think there was 31, 25, and whatever the other number is. 10, yeah. All oh, right, okay. Was it 66 then, maybe, was it? Something like that, regardless. 65, 66, something like that. Okay. Yeah, so uh, this would be dependent. Tough to be easy. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But I think, you know, at the minute, Salah's on for... 70. Uh, let's just say he's on for, let's say he's on for, for 20 odd, you know, at the moment, at a very conservative estimate. I'd bang money to get there or thereabouts as well. So you're going to get less goals, but I think you're also getting, if you then tie it into the full team as well, you know, we've taken Coutinho, we're taking Coutinho out of that equation and blah, blah, blah. I don't know. It's hard. It's hard. I, again, it, it, it's very simply more more Luis Suarez in my life. But if Mane gets back to form as well. I, I settled on that as well. It was a little bit more difficult for me, but I did I did say at the end of it, ask ask me after the season and I'll then tell you. Yeah. Yeah, no, it makes it makes perfect sense. Um it is a tricky one, though. Let us know your answer to that. Actually, tweet in at the Redmen TV. We've got facebook.com forward slash the Redmen TV and interact at the Redmen TV.com if you want to email us anything more long form in. Moving on to some questions, then, Chris, because that was good fun. We didn't mention, actually, we didn't mention the like of uh, the likes of Brewster um, in Kevin Murphy's question. I think just quickly on that, I don't think we'll see much of him, but I would like to, him to get. If it means, again, it falls back to the same thing, the gamble. I would like us to be the kind of club that can give Brewster a handful of substitute appearances before the end of the season. And if he's all, if he's fifth choice in a team that plays one up front, that becomes much, much harder yeah, to do. Yeah, it's cool. That, like, I, I mean, I'm not sure if this record's still going, but I think it is. But the, one of the one of the things that I respect most about Manchester United, actually, is they've had that record from, like, is it 69 or something like that, where they've had one youth team player in the squad every match day since yeah. something ridiculous like the 60s or the 70s or something. I'd love Liverpool to have that record, to be perfectly honest with you. Yeah. And, and you know, keep that keep that continuity going of, of, of having those type of youth development programmes going and stuff. But, yeah, Brewster would be great to have in and around the squad. I think, obviously, if he's old enough, yeah, get him in. If not, continue his development where he is and where he's learning. Yeah, absolutely. So, moving on to the questions. We've got a bit of a mixed bag here, so prepare yourselves for a little bit of up and down of emotions and tone. Standard for Redmen Radio. Uh, Red or Dead, 1892. What do you make of the incident in the main stand last weekend? Um, absolutely appalling from the stewards. 
Yeah, I kind of, he's kind of summed it up perfectly. To be honest, it was absolutely appalling from the stewards. Yeah. I mean, now I realise that they've got a tough job and that they're all Liverpool fans and stuff. At the end of the day, um, I didn't see that there was any harm being done. I, I think it was very, from from my view of the video, it was very obvious that it, it was going to get there very quickly, mm-hmm. and I didn't think there was any need for it to get there. I think he could have diffused the situation much better and in a completely different manner. So can can. Just to provide some context to the, obviously the video that's done the rounds, it went a bit, a bit viral over the weekend, and it was uh, apparently there's a non-English speaking Liverpool fan was on the back row of the main stand, was it, yeah. and stood up to take a photo, repeatedly, I think, yeah, and was told, and was inevitably ejected, and then the story goes that some local lads stood up for him and was told to get out as well. Now, if you follow like the Twitter thread, didn't sound like a scouser to me, to be honest, it sounded like a. Scotsman, yeah, but the, the, there's a um, really matter. No, I know, um, but the, apparently, then some of the, the, the Twitter because we'll never know because we weren't there and you, you only see what you, you see on there. That the the lad was chatting with the stewards and busies downstairs at, on the concourse at half time, so I don't know, we don't know what the full story is. And we know also that Liverpool, like Peter Moore tweeted about it and said they were, they were tackling it. My problem with this, and I've been asked a few similar questions um, on, on Twitter lately, is that I think we demonize stewards a little bit. Um, and that, like this guy was acting like a bellend, and you know that look, that that's fine because there's nice people and, and knobheads in every single walk of life. You know what I mean? Take a step left, and you'll see a knobhead. Take a step right, and you'll see a nice person. That's just the way life is. I I think the problem is is that stewards are very, very massively underpaid and massively undertrained for the job that they're asked to do. And so, and as you kind of alluded to, a lot of people who do, take steward jobs don't do it because. It's like a, a career choice, or they don't do it like professionally. You know what I mean? It's it's a, a, a few extra quid that they get in, in in the pocket. A lot of times, people who, who are struggling to get into work or, or whatever, so you get a lot of young, you get a lot of students, and you get a lot of fellas or and women in the you know in the middle ages with coming across a getting a job in B and Q and getting a job in blah blah blah. It's just much harder to do these days because of again because of the state of the economy and what have you so people do they take they take steward and jobs on they get a base a, a very basic amount of training and here's the thing they then they then are given a mandate and said no one's for example no one's to stand up we're gonna clamp down on people standing up and unfortunately again in every walk of life you just get mavericks don't you or jobs worth or jobs worth um who you know, for whatever reason, I'm not saying because we don't know this guy and we don't yeah, know here, the full context. Here's the of thing: it, I don't feel too comfortable talking about this because I've seen a video. I wasn't there. Yeah. And, you know what I mean? And you don't. I don't know what was said between the steward and the person there. Yeah. And I don't think the person who put the video up does either. Yeah. But from my initial view of that video, I, I, you know, I've, I've given you my opinion, but. I would like to know the full story. I, I feel I don't want to throw anyone under the bus on yeah, this type of yeah. thing because I, I mean, just don't know. And ex- I hate it when people do that about me or about people that I know or yeah. about situations. Yeah, kind of don't really agree with it. No, it's true. I, I, it's one of those things, isn't it? I think we, you know, for me, the only situation though when you should someone should be being ejected is if they're being horrendous, being violent or abusive or well, basically that or they're doing something illegal. Now, everything else is a situation where a quiet word should be able to sort it out. Now, if you can't, I agree, there's escalation to all these things. And I'm not suggesting any of these things did or didn't happen in, in what's happened because we'll let, we can't know that kind of stuff. But as I say, not a judgment on this instance, but for me, that's, that's the situation. The only reason you should be getting thrown out of a football match is if you're being an absolute, you know, you're being a knobhead. We just don't, again, we weren't there, so it's not fair for us to comment, as you say, on, on whether the guy was or what. But it, it does appear 
as though it's the That's kind of situation it. where it's just gotten out of hand. And again, some some cooler heads probably could have prevailed in that. And maybe what you were saying earlier is probably right. It's about the training and stuff. You know, I said it, there are different ways of diffusing situations, aren't they? And if they don't have that training, maybe they don't have the tools they need to do the job. Mm, yeah, exactly. And that, and that needs to change. And that's, that's tough because, again, I, and my um, soon-to-be father-in-law is a steward at Goodison and it, it, your casual labourers, you know what I mean? You turn up, you turn up for X amount of hours before then, and there's basically no communication with you in between that. You just, you're just a body to put a, a vest on and just stand there effectively with a with a very a very loose code. So, I'm not, you know, I don't know where that can be fixed other than as I say it's maybe just the responsibility of a head steward to, to take charge in these situations or maybe it was a head steward who's caused them. I don't again we don't know but there's it sounds it looks to me like it's a situation that could have been avoided I'd be interested to see how the club responds to it going forward um, okay Mike Nicosia asks via the uh, our Facebook page what is your go-to YouTube video to watch to cheer yourself up any of the following are acceptable Istanbul, Dortmund, or compilation of angry Arsenal fan TV rants. Now I watch none of those to cheer me up. By the way, I've I I, I have my Istanbul um, night memories that I can draw upon whenever I need them. Wow, I don't. Yeah, of course you don't. Um, <laughs> of course you don't. Um, I have the memory of the day after. You have slightly more memories of that than you do of um, of the Athens final. To be fair, um, Athens final. Correct. Um, <laughs> For me, it's not a video so much as it is the Fail Army YouTube channel. That's a great. If great in channel. doubt, if you're ever struggling for something like we were, we were, we had ten minutes to kill before I had to take uh, my son up to bed, and we didn't really have anything we wanted to put on. We could all watch, and I just flicked YouTube on like, Fail Army. It was Halloween fails, spot on, spot on. Just lots of people falling over and, and doing that kind of stuff. You can't, it can't be beat. I am the worst person in the world to have near you. When you suffer a physical injury, yeah, um, I'll I'll attest that that is the truth. <laughs> it is the truth. Um, I I love physical comedy, uh, whether it's meant to be physical comedy or not. Big slapstick fan. Uh, so for me, it's 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 fail army. What about yourself? You, I... So just to, before we get your answer, just read this question and then when it disappeared into so little well for a moment and then came back into the world with tears streaming down his face and had to put his head down on the desk for a moment to compose himself. Yeah. Because the answer is... I need to apologise before I talk about my answer. And I'm not sure now whether I should probably even give this as an answer. Um, so I'm going to say I'm really, really sorry, first and foremost. But it's Tourette's, I swear, I can't help it. Now, I know that it's a disease, and I don't find diseases funny in any way, shape, or form. But John Davidson is an absolute hero of mine. I love him. I mean, I've followed him since 1989, and I wasn't even old enough to follow him then. I've gone back and searched out these programmes because he's the way that he's overcome these... These struggles that he's had with the Tourette's. He? He's a guy with Tourette's okay. from Scotland, basically. The BBC did a documentary on, on him in, in 1989, I think it was. And then he'd come back every few years and just see how he's getting on in his life. And Tourette's, I swear I can't help, it came out a few years ago and stuff. And he has, like, he was a, 
he had no friends before this documentary. Like he really struggled in life and stuff. And he went on there, and people started to really they never knew what Tourette's was back then. First yeah. and foremost, so he's helped highlight and helped a shit ton of people because of this doc these documentaries that he's been in and stuff. But it's just so funny at the same time. Like I can't believe we've watched this together. I'm pretty sure. Like so, I just I just jotted down a few of his better lines. Um, and he, he sat there on his hands in a meeting and he's got a friend called Chopper and they're all having a discussion. They've all just got set and they all just set each other off and, and it's just comedy goal. Right? And, he, and he says something to Chopper and he's got, he goes, Chopper dies his pubes, Ginger. And he just he just can't <laughs> help himself. And, he, and then he's he's talking to a young lad and he's try, they've become friends because they've got threats and this kid's about 16 and John's about 40 at this time. Like, And they're walking down the road and this, kid, this kid's former threats is, like, he keeps walking along going, I'm a chicken. I'm a chicken. And John just goes, I'm a chicken fucker. <laughs> I start walking down the street, right? And then he's got, John's got a dog who, who helps him in life and stuff like, and, and he really loves this dog, but he gets across the road and just as the car's coming, he, he, he shoots the dog forwards into the road and he has to pull the dog back and stuff and he's still there apologising to his own dog for trying to get him ran over and stuff. And then, and then he's walking, I think it might be his mum, but he's walking with a friend in the supermarket and they're picking up something from the bottom shelf and she picks up and she stands up and he just fucking slaps her in the face and she's so taken aback Paul. It's fucking genius. And then and he's, he, there's an older one and he's talking about playing hide and seek with his friends and he's going... Apologies, he's going. It was going really well. You know, I had a dead good hiding place. I was in the bushes or whatever. And then I just shout, I'm in here! Because <laughs> he just can't help himself. It gives his position away. Um, and then he's talking to a, he's talking to a 16-year-old kid. And he just, they're walking down the streets. And he's, touch me penis, it's great. <laughs> and he's just like, it's a 16-year-old boy and he's a 40-year-old man. And then the, he, John's talking about like, just getting around the kitchen and stuff, and he's like, he's, he's just talking about how he handles knives, and he goes, I can't really use it. I get stabby with knives, <laughs> and he's just like that. And then there's another, there's another one where they're in this group session, and the woman goes to them. I forget her name, but she got she got some stick off them as well, and she and she's like a calming exercise, and it's like, <sighs> imagine you're in a field, and John just goes, I up to my knees in cowpat. Just like he's just fucking brilliant, Paul. He's an absolute hero, and he's changed so many people's lives, not least mine. <laughs> yeah, well, there you go. There's, there's no need to watch it. There's, <laughs> there's 15 minutes of highlights. By all means, go and check it out. There you go. Um, Kenny at K Warren. I wish it was a better storyteller. 96. Butter and jam, or just jam? I don't get the 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 just jam. If I'm perfectly honest, there was a bit of my Tourette's. Um, I, yeah, I don't get the just jam. I, I didn't really know it was an option. And I think obviously you're toasting bread for the mallard reaction, aren't you? You want the reduction in sugars to go with your amino acids, and then that will taste the caramelised kind of brown. That's the that's, that's exactly why I toast. So bread. That's why you toast your bread. You know what yeah, I mean? Sure. Obviously, you can you're elongating the the life of your shitty little loaf or whatever as well. But the butter's important. So it's gotta be butter with jam. Okay, yeah, just cause yeah. Okay, fine. Okay, what about with Nutella? I still butter. I still butter too. I don't butter my kids. No, I don't. <laughs> don't deserve it. <laughs> <laughs> Tom. It's just, it's just 
just the condiment by itself or whatever. So you is. just have jam on its own? Yeah. On I, toast? I, I, I eat dry bread though, so it's fine. It's not fine. It's yeah. less than fine. It's it's le- it's just it's less than too fine. Too much butter tastes horrible. I, you know, yeah. Don't put too much on then, Tom. Absolutely. I think we've got the answer there. Um, okay. Right. There was a really good question by LFC Talk Podcast, and we, we just haven't got time to cover this week, unfortunately, because Chris decided to relate some to Red Stories for half an hour. Um, and it was about uh, season, season tickets holders and improving atmosphere. We'll do something more on that in the future. But thanks very much for your question. Oh, you did say who is the finest Liverpool wag, um, which I thought, well, go on, let's go, let, let's go there. I don't really know if I'm perfectly honest. I don't, it's not something I follow these days. No. Same here. I know that Ings has got a fine looking specimen of a girlfriend. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, Danny Ings is a lucky boy. Uh, just from just ju- just judging by his Instagram, because there is that photo of his of him and his girlfriend's reaction uh, reflection is in the background, and she's basically half naked. And you think, no Life wonder is you smi- That's why Life he's smiling good. on that photo. Fair play. Um, and I know that Oxford Chamberlain's going out with one of Little Mix, but I don't really understand what is that he? means. Yeah, um, she likes freckly blokes. Mike Nicosia. Uh, once again, comes back to us with something that follows on from the review show this week, oh, I believe. Poor Tom. How short does hair have to be considered a shaved head? For example, Tom Dutton's does not count as shaved. I'm not sure I know the rules to this, um, simply because, you know, my rule is different to Tom's. Well, listen, Tom's, just to fill people in, and you can go back and watch the review show on the YouTube channel, and you can obviously you can listen to the podcast of it, but it wouldn't help you with the, the look of things, of course, because, you know, that's... The, the, that's how it works. The, that's where, how it works. Where the medium falls the difference short. Difference between video and where just audio. Um, Tom's had his hair cut, but he claims he's he had it shaved. Yeah, yeah. Apparently, he hasn't had it cut. Um, he's had it shaved. Yeah, I mean, yeah. So Tom claims it's been shaved. It doesn't look shaved. No, it's it looks not. cut. I'm not sure he knows what a razor is. Mm. Short back and sides. Eight on the top, six on the sides. Eight on the top, six on the so sides. As did we you, all know, did you know, can I just ask you, you the listeners, did you know you could get an eight? There's no such thing as an eight <laughs> attachment up for, up for, the, for the clippers. Eight I'm not half. having it. Eight and a half. Eight and a half. Come. Wow. So Are you what, on what, Google so now? what made you think I'm not going the full hog? No, I wanted to, but it was too long. <laughs> oh, the the Sad. Uh, okay, cool. Um, yeah, I do want I, to the answer. I, don't, I just me, think you'll have to shave it. I think. Yeah. I think that's the rule. I think. I think honestly, I think a four is the longest it can. I be I thought that's all it went up to. Yeah, I thought a four. I think a four is the longest it can be. Can be and still be properly. How shaved. did you find out about this eight and eight and a half, Tom? I googled it before your I, first haircut. No, no, I asked the woman the other week as well. I went, what's the highest she got up to? And she said eight and a half. She went, about five foot seven. <laughs> um, she yeah, blagged you on head, lads. Yeah, I'm sure that's just made up. She's just got, she's got, she's got the scissors up behind and got, <laughs> just started sniffing away. <laughs> um, but yeah, if you want to see how Tom's hair is getting on, do watch the review show this week and tune in probably for, um, hopefully, got, there were some goal reactions to Sevilla if the words unlucky us and Liverpool and possibly... You know, possibly Tom as well. Um, brilliant. Chris, I've enjoyed that. Thank you very much. Yeah, I did, Paul. You definitely enjoyed it. I've never seen you laugh this much before a show. Since I watched you watch that show uh, the first time. Uh, okay, yeah, just worth reminding that, as ever, reviews 
mean the world to us if you can leave a five star review on iTunes or any of the platforms that you get the podcast that's great if you want more Red Men Radio you can we do loads and loads of these podcasts behind the paywall on the redmentv.com because if you want to support the free stuff, please go over there and subscribe. You get a free month trial, so you can try out the Final Word Show, the Reds News Roundup Show. There's a whole host of other things. In terms of video as well, we've just done something called Liverbox, which we've brought back, which is reacting to some of the best and weirdest football and Liverpool videos around the web at the moment. Great, great fun, great show, um, if I do say so myself. It was, it was good. Yeah. Um, yeah, so thank you very much for listening. And walk on. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM. Listen to this Acast show ad-free on Amazon Music with your Prime membership or subscribe wherever you get your podcasts.